not playing this game in VR. Not a fucking chance. Come on, you a big gamer or you no. a boy gamer? <laughs> if that's what being a big gamer is, I am not a big gamer. Hello, loving audience. Just wanted to come out and head this one off with the pass. Uh, last episode is a little short. Uh, you may have noticed. It's about 10-ish minutes, a little bit shorter than we normally do. Um, you may have noticed that the intro definitely was a little longer. Uh, and that the outro lasted about approximately 10 seconds. So just wanted to head this one off with the pass. We were, in fact, haunted by ghosts last time. Yeah. It's very true. We were, they knew we were doing a Spooktober thing, but yeah. we were doing it before Spooktober actually started. That is true. So they got mad and they came and haunted us a little bit. They did a light haunting. It was mostly just pouring more alcohol in my cup that I could probably handle when trying to do a podcast. Um, and I was like, well, I, I don't remember pouring myself this much, but here we are. Mm-hmm. And then the ghosts were like, yeah, keep drinking up, you, you bimbo. Here I go haunting again. Here I go haunting again and pouring alcohol for this man. And then so by the hour and 15 minute mark, I was like, great, we did a great podcast. And I edited it down. And I was like, what the fuck were we talking about? What was happening in there? Big brain but energy, baby. Big it's, brain energy. Yeah, I guess you could call it that. But regardless, it is now actually spook month. And so we are uh, still hosting a very spooky podcast. Mm-hmm. The name of that podcast, of course, it's Video Game Podtimism. It's the Optimist video game variety show, where two best friends talk about the wonderful world of gaming. My name is Haunted Chase. My name is Punished David. Punished David. (laughs) The joke's so nice, we say it every single time. It's my Halloween costume this year. It's just me with a bunch of chains. Punished David. (laughs) I was thinking you with like a mullet, if you were going to do a true Metal Gear thing. I could do a mullet right now. You can grow a mean mustache too, so you could really, really rock like the 70s look. 80s? My thought about mullet is that it's very 70s. Really? Yeah. I always thought 80s. You may be right. I, I don't know. I was not born during either of these decades. Me neither. So I, so I have just, not the memory. We're both just talking out of our ass, truly. Either way, <laughs> set, that, that sweet 70s, maybe 80s look. You, you could know? do a past hair haircut. Mm-hmm. A past? A history haircut. <laughs> a history cut. To make all of our uh, listeners who are older than us feel very bad about themselves, you can do a history there haircut. There we go. A, a hairstory cut? <laughs> oh, you know, from the old times? From the from the, from the the long, long ago? From the before times. <laughs> yeah, it's a video game podcast, and it's a spooky month, so we're doing a spooky podcast. David, have you been playing video games? Yeah, I have wow, been. Wow, okay, yeah. Cool. I, I have still been playing video games. It's my confession. Pray tell which ones. I'm not praying at all this month because this is spook month. The only thing I will do is re is recite incantations, do some light pentagramming. Sure, a little Ouija-ing on the side. A little Ouija-ing, always good. Mm-hmm. Makes you makes you happy. A little low Ouija-ing. A little Luigiing, Luigi board. Nintendo should get on that <laughs> Luigi themed Ouija board. Nintendo would never uh, fuck with ghosts. They know better. They, they know better. Yeah, the the Wii U was a product of a haunting. I'm sure the Wii U. 
Yeah, it was a product of a haunting. I don't know. I, that feels more like a virtual boy. That was a demonic possession, in my opinion. <laughs> you see red, and then afterwards, you literally just can only see red for a bit. Yeah, it's you good. just fuck up your eyes. Quality console. Good stuff. David, video games. Which ones, though? <laughs> <laughs> the Witcher. Witching, witching hard. Yeah. It still looks so good on my TV. Sure. Yeah. The weekly check-in. It's the weekly our check-in. weekly check-ins used to be. I'm still playing Divinity this week or this. Now it's after Divinity's been beaten. It is The Witcher still looks fantastic on this television. That's the weekly. Ch- it still still looks real damn good on my TV, yeah. which is great. Uh-huh. I also dove back into Cuphead. Cuphead. Wow. Yeah. I got off the bandwagon for a bit, even though I, I still hadn't been enjoying it. Yeah. And then I just went back in, got my got my second wind, beat up Beppy the Clown. Sure. Sent him to hell. <laughs> Quite literally, I think you send them to hell after you beat them. Yeah, yeah. So that was good. Because Beppy was giving me a just giving me a tough time before. Bubby was giving you a boppy. A bubby, Bubby was giving me a bumping. Bubbin Bubby was bumping me. <laughs> and it was bad. And it was bad baddy. Oh bad bad. Babadi. Bab Babadook? It was Babadook. Babadook spooky a spooky movie but that's a that's a really fun game i still really enjoy that one it's just it takes every little bit of concentration i have focus yeah it's hard yeah it's hard to sustain playing that game for a long period of time because i just get exhausted after a while i'm just like i can't i can't play anymore the amount of of, it demands of me i just can't you start losing too like you can push past the limit but then it's just Mm -hmm. like i'm not making any progress right now (laughs) and this is how you go one step even farther plus ultra (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man my hero academia fucking just, slaps just all of my my anime heroes just fly through my head at that moment when i think sure. of giving up it's just like no david you can't goku's back there building up a spirit bomb goku's back there he's screaming yeah all might is coming in with the big old punch very good punch the very the very good punch one punch man is coming in with a single punch with, with one serious punch Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been playing that. Played a good amount of Divinity Original Sin One as sure. well. That's still still good. Still good. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I haven't been playing anything really new lately, but I've just been delving deeper into some existing games. Yeah. How far are you into The Witcher right now? I am in Skellige. Yeah. What just happened? I just talked to. Apparently, we have a bro who's like the leader of one of the islands, and mm-hmm. he's gonna let me go and check out that catastrophe area and also wants me to like find his son who went to go fuck up a giant and then stop Mm -hmm. his daughter from trying to solve the mystery of some dude who says he's sick but may actually be cursed oh yeah hell yeah so three three solid quests to go on right now but they do a great job at that in that game of just giving you so many tasty things to to delve into because each one of those is just like Ooh, that offers. sounds fun that sounds fun. yeah that sounds fun just good good stuff all around yeah it's making me real excited for cyberpunk it's coming baby it's coming but i think i'm gonna have to wait until ps5 for it oh interesting why is that because i'm gonna have to maximize this this television baby mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's fair i think it's gonna be good fingers crossed I hope so. What about you? What have you been playing? A couple of things. Still a significant amount of Hades. Mm-hmm. That game really has its hooks just all up in me. Mm-hmm. It. Uh, so I think the last time we talked on here, I had cleared it once, which is really just kind of like the starting point of the game. Like there's so many parts of this game and a lot of, like they tie in narratively like why you would want to continue to beat the game over and over again mm-hmm. like do, beating a run is definitely not the end of the game you kind of have to like keep doing it to get more story out of it sure 
And so at this point, I'm just continuing to go through. I'm assuming that there is like a narrative conclusion at some point, mm-hmm. but I'm not there yet. But it's uh, it's really fucking good. This game is so fucking good. Uh, the progression loop is so, so fun. Dying in it doesn't feel like catastrophic like it does in some other roguelikes where it's like, dang it, I was only trying to get to the end of this and I failed mm-hmm. because you pick up so many resources along the way. It's like, oh, I de- I'm dead, but I get to go back and like spend all the the things that I just got to like upgrade my dude or to like talk to new people and get new story beats or anything like that. So it's just, it's so fucking good. Nice. So yeah, definitely on fire with that one right now. I also am the other day was like, hey, I'm so bored and COVID is bumming me out so badly. Do you have any game that I could potentially get at? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. Like she had just blasted through uh, Paper Mario. And so I was like, what mm-hmm. other possible mm-hmm. game could I get to? Because I'm not really sure. Like I doubt a bunch of other RPGs are going to really satiate her in the same way. Sure. Like I couldn't throw Final Fantasy IX at her and be like, it's the same thing. Yay. Like, yeah, I don't think that was going to be very fun. So given that it was spooky month mm. uh we went with luigi's mansion Ooh, number three number three she has since beaten this game <laughs> damn this was like on friday blasted she, uh, yeah no put in like six hours on friday six hours on saturday and then another like one or two on sunday and got it done that's the way to do it Beautiful. that was the way it was crazy this is the way this is the fucking way <laughs> <laughs> she just consumes these games just voraciously wow so i mostly got to like watch her play that and like every now and then would tag in for like a boss or something like that mm-hmm. pretty good game they i i really didn't play very much of this i realize like in hindsight because i didn't beat it i got like some of the way through mm-hmm. we got to the part that i was at and we were like maybe an hour or three in mm-hmm. like it was not far yeah and a bunch of the coolest stuff in the game was after that so i was like oh man like i really missed a lot of this you missed all the good stuff yeah so that was that was cool so did you so that, that has co-op doesn't it isn't it gooigi goo gooigi there was co-op but we didn't we didn't play co-op you i just mostly it. watched i just i just mostly watched her that's usually more enjoyable for me yeah okay so that very, was very nice that, that was a good one and then the last thing it's finally here david i signed up for the new rebellion i am now a part of a squadron of tie fighters of tie fighters and x-wings oh okay both, both. gotcha let's say you monster <laughs> they make you play as both uh it's star wars squadrons uh-huh this game is wild man yeah i i'm very very into it it is the best star fox game that i've played the best star fox game you've played it is so deeply star fox in there <laughs> cool yeah it's like you know the parts in star fox where it's like it it opens up a little bit and you're fighting in like kind of a 3d arena yeah you're sort of like going back and forth and there's not like one direction that you're supposed to be going it feels like that a lot of the time and in a good way like there's just this big arena you've got like a team of people that are all sort of like different characters and they're you know chattering at you and there's you know a a dude who has like big slippy energy on your uh your new rebellion forces and shit like that he's got big slip energy huh he's got big slippy energy (laughs) just kind of like a a a man who's fairly afraid and talks a big game but isn't all that cool all right all right sweet do we have a peppy and a and a falco as well i don't think they have anybody quite as douchey as falco Mm. but they do have a peppy sort of the the older the older uh, statesman yeah exactly she's like been on the team for quite a while and like is more of a support role than like a fighter maybe they do have a falco because there's somebody who teaches you how to drift there's drifting in this game yeah so like if you bang 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 bang. there's your editing for the week (laughs) 
I'll find any excuse to play the Tokyo Drift song. You like, so you have control over certain like portions of your power control in any of your uh-huh. um, ships. So between like lasers or shields or uh-huh. speed, yeah. like engines. And so you can switch between those pretty frequently. If you switch to uh, your engines, like putting a bunch of power in there, then you can boost. And if you boost like super fast, you hold it there for a little while, then cut your power to your engines and continue boosting as you turn your like your ship essentially like will drift around and make a really hard turn nice which is that's very sweet. cool when that's you do it it's very cool oh, this is power yeah racing. so like if you're <laughs> exactly yeah so if you're getting like just blasted by somebody behind you you can pull that maneuver and sort of like fire on whoever is firing oh, yeah. at you which is very very good so maybe they do have a falco because she's the one who teaches you how to that's drift. that's pretty cool that's very that's falco. Cool. falco would definitely know how to drift in our wing it's true so yeah it's 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 very good i'm enjoying it quite a bit uh the other piece of it that i did want to mention is uh vr i've been playing this in Ooh, vr a little bit baby how is that it's a pretty wild experience is it like, setting off your uh, your flight anxiety no no okay, totally good. chill with this one <laughs> because it's just like a spaceship and i have no conception of that it's not an airplane mm-hmm. so the the physics of it don't frighten me quite as much as like microsoft flight sim does but, uh yeah it's cool like being able to look around in the cockpit is very very fun and like it's genuinely useful for a couple of points because a lot of the time you're trying to like see who's shooting at you. Mm-hmm. And if they're anywhere near you, like if they're not behind you, you can kind of like look at them with VR and be like, okay, I need to move my ship up there. And so you can kind of keep your eye on people a little bit better than you can when you're just playing on the monitor hmm. because the monitor is just like a fixed view, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And you can turn your ship, but it takes a second, right? Like the, the turning mechanism is definitely much like a flight sim and that you have to like kind of like bank your ship and then pull up to get a very quick turn rather than just like using the right stick to point whichever direction you want to go. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's genuinely pretty useful to like look with your head and look at the person you're trying to shoot at and then move your ship that way. Cool. Yeah, no, it's great. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Plus just like it's so it's it definitely still makes me like motion sick but a little bit less which is weird just given that like it looks like i'm sitting in a cockpit and i don't really like my brain doesn't know what to think about like flight simulation right like when i play the driving games it's like i know what i'm supposed to be feeling because i've driven in a car quite a bit but like you know in a spaceship i don't know what the fuck that's supposed to feel like i can kind of just look at the instrumentation and notice that it's not moving so the driving games make you feel sick oh deeply yeah i played project cars and like wanted to vomit before i'd gotten around the track yeah Dang. And you're playing all this always on computer, right? Yeah. So using yeah, yeah. your Oculus. Mm-hmm. Rad. The only other thing I wanted to mention about it was a very weird experience that like I was definitely in the game and was there pretty deeply. Like the physical space was definitely like something my brain was registering. And you go and like have conversations with people. Like that's what you do in between the missions is you just go like talk to your squad mates and shit like that. It's not like you don't have to do any sort of input. You just go kind of hear about who they are, which mm-hmm. is interesting. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But there was this weird moment where like I was talking to Gunny, the who's like the peppy kind of to me, or maybe the Star Fox. I'm not sure which, but mm-hmm. she was kind of like talking to me and she's sort of like the older person on the team who's been there for a little while. And another one of the teammates like came in through one of the blast doors Um, just like walking around and he like nodded at me and I like turned my physical head nodded back at him because my brain was like, Oh, you should, you should say hi. Um, because the person just said hello to you. Whoa. And it, it, it took me a second to kind of like be like, that's a, a, that's just a digital thing over there. That's a, that's an AI. I didn't have to say hello. I can ignore him. He doesn't care. Yeah. (laughs) But very weird that like my brain's social aspect was, uh, triggered, triggered. Yeah. Yeah. 
You wouldn't, wouldn't have done that if you're playing it on a screen, that's for sure. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Damn. it's a fun game. I'm enjoying it quite a bit, especially because it's like it's only forty dollars. So yeah, it's, it's not great. bad. Is it worth it? Worth I'd say buy? so. Like if if you enjoy Star Wars or if, if you've enjoyed any of the Star Foxes, honestly, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty fun. It's definitely like a uh, it's definitely flight simmy. So like it takes a second to kind of get the feel for like how to control the planes because mm-hmm. it's like in in arcade sort of style games like Star Fox or something like that you can there's a lot of leeway right like you can kind of just point your reticle anywhere and shoot anybody but with this one it's like if if somebody's like shooting you from behind it is quite hard to like slow down turn around get your like lasers on them or fire on somebody or if somebody's moving really quick and they have like a faster ship than you then it is difficult to kind of compensate for that because you have to maneuver so specifically but mm-hmm. other than that I, th- I think once you get the f- the flight of it down it's super satisfying to be like really in a dog fight with some people and like maneuvering around and drifting and shooting and like your team's backing you up and all sorts of shit so mm-hmm. it's it's fun have you been doing any multiplayer i haven't touched the multiplayer at all mm-hmm. i'm interested though because it's like structured in the way that it is of being like kind of a smaller squadron in the same way that like the single player is reminds me of like a, a dota or a league or something like that where the teams are fairly small mm-hmm. but like communication is a big part of it so i'm interested to see it i just kind of wanted to like get my flight down a little bit better before i go jumping into the multiplayer okay sweet yeah it's cool sounds fun it is it is i like it a lot but this will take me into my podtomistic thing of the week david Ooh, i'm ready it is a good dodge roll oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah for sure the thing the thing that is fueling my sense of podtomism this week is a good dodge roll i've been uh in hades it has a very very good dodge roll Mm -hmm. You, you can essentially like dash and that does does a good job of protecting you from a lot of things so mm-hmm, if you can mm-hmm. memorize people's fight patterns enough you can kind of really not get hit very often mm-hmm. um it just reminds me how much how how good of an idea a dodge roll is in video games yeah i get it i get it, it really makes you feel strong and good in any of the souls games like mm-hmm. sekiro or dark souls or anything like that great dodge rolls there yep dodge roll or it's distant cousin in a 2d platformer the dash the dash yeah any like dash sort of blink move or anything yeah. like that yeah hollow knight oh yeah hollow knight has a great one cuphead has a good one too that's true i think really any game that demands a certain level of like memorization of enemy patterns needs a dash roll yeah Totally. Because it's going to it's gonna throw some shit at you and you're going to have to kind of get out of the way sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I, f- I forgot. Um, I forgot there was a dash in Cuphead oh when I went back in and I was fighting yeah. Beppy and I was like getting close to the end of like beating him and I was like, mm-hmm. oh God, this would be a lot easier if I could dash. Then I was like, I can Wait. dash. <laughs> then it was like Goku taking off his weighted clothing and I just demolished him. <laughs> it's great. He's moving so fast. I can't even see him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I'm a huge, huge fan, especially when one feels very good. Mm-hmm. Like, it visually communicates to you when you are now vulnerable again or like how quickly it comes out. It's very important to me that a dash roll comes out almost immediately. Oh, yeah. Like there's not a lot of delay between when you press it and when you start moving mm-hmm. and are invulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you do you remember when this started happening? Dodge rolls? Yeah. I mean, I feel like Demon Souls and Dark Souls really are the ones that took it to the next level. They definitely refined it. But as far as like other games that did it beforehand, let me think. I mean, I mean, you definitely had a, a like a role in God of War. I remember that too, but I also don't remember you using it very i didn't often. use it that much either yeah. in god of war you can kind of just get away with just smashing people yeah attacking was just as valid of a defense i guess when i guess when it was like really a core mechanic of a game 
where you had to use it? I don't know. I can't I can't think of anything prior to Dark Souls that was quite as useful. I mean, yeah, I can't I can't nothing comes to my mind either. Just like I guess mm-hmm. it would have to be some sort of third person game, right? And I can't really yeah. think of one that has a big dodge roll component. Maybe like Resident Evil 4 had quick time events that get out of the way of things, yeah. but that's not a dodge roll. Yeah, I mean like there have been dodges and rolls and like parries in games for a while, mm-hmm. but I don't think any of them used to quite the same effect, right? Like I feel like most of the time when games games introduced or at least in like you know like kind of ps2 ps3 era of games if they introduced a dodge you kind of were like okay and then i'm just gonna attack instead i think mm. that's gonna be a better use of my oh, time <laughs> i mean we're missing the most obvious one smash smash yeah no that's a good one that's Since a great 64 dodge yeah although i feel like in 64 it wasn't quite as necessary as it was in later games yeah it had a, wasn't as powerful but melee huge in melee huge do you have something that's fueling your sense of pontimism this week dave yes i do tell me please it's party games party games mm-hmm. i'm a big fan oh yeah i love a good party game especially if it involves They're... fallen beans fallen beans like fall guys yes mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for understanding i got what you're saying it's just a it was just a i had we had some friends visiting like a couple weeks ago yeah and we played fall guys and everyone was into it yeah and it's just such an easy game to pick up and play and mm-hmm. people have fun to play it and fun to just watch it as well yeah so it's just it was it was a hit which was great and of course just through time having great fun with party games like jackbox games or yeah. any of those like free playstation games that you can get every once in a while that's like yeah. a party game mm-hmm. where everyone like just plays together or even to a lesser extent like the was it uh until dawn and man of medan games where yeah sure a component of everybody playing together yeah it's always so much more so much more fun when you have a big group than like switching off playing single player yeah you know? definitely rock band guitar hero oh man my childhood what a great time obviously the titans mario party mario party yeah Mm, that's making a that's making an appearance in one of my spookiest moments Ooh, interesting (laughs) i'm very excited for that (laughs) um maybe that's a good segue actually to uh, move on to our next thing huh all right i'm ready So like any good millennial podcast, we have to have countdowns every now and then of numbered list of things you won't believe. Hey, I'm going to click on that. Number three will leave you shocked. Ooh, number three is going (laughs) to spoop you silly. Spoop you solid, baby. (laughs) Spoop you (laughs) I got spooped so hard. So, so hard. So So hard. hard. (laughs) So hard. (laughs) So god damn it it's already going off the rails it's already going off the rails again <laughs> so because it's spooky month we thought it would be a fun time to count down our uh spookiest moments in gaming Thunder the biggest clap. spooks we've qualiest had. biggest spooks in gaming <laughs> thank you for lending your voice You're once welcome. more so yeah we're gonna uh i'm once again asking for your energy <laughs> once again asking for your spooky laugh so we are going to count down from the least spooky of the list down to the spookiest okay so uh yeah we got five of them per person then we have a couple of user submissions that will go over at the end of this Uh uh-huh let's let's just get right into this do you want to go first or should i go first i can i can go first okay i go first first. at number five at number five 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 burger Burger king King foot lettuce (laughs) sneak king no i'm just kidding (laughs) It's Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis. Wow. Okay. 
it was spooky. It was probably the first like actually intended to be scary game I played as a kid. Yeah. Um, I think my dad bought it for me for me because he thought it was going to be like a dinosaur Park, game. <laughs> like fun dinosaurs, but it was yeah. actually scary dinosaurs. Yeah, it was made by Capcom. Uh, it was the same team that did Resident Evil. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember just I didn't get past the first level. <laughs> I remember it was I was just walking down the hallway and there was a dinosaur, a velociraptor. Yeah that was seemingly dead Mm -hmm. and i got closer to it and it jumped up and it started attacking me (laughs) and it was horrible uh fixed view camera angles and i didn't know what i was doing it didn't give me any tutorial on how to shoot (laughs) so i just died horribly and was and was forever scarred by that moment press the power button on your playstation and turned (laughs) it right off I remember, I remember very clearly afterwards, like I remember turning off the system Yep. and then looking at the, the, the box art for the game very mm-hmm. clearly and just emblazoning what that looked like in my mind. For some reason, <laughs> I was just fascinated. Like, this is what a scary video game is. Let me look at the cover of Dino Crisis it real was, quick. It was the redheaded lady holding her gun. There was, there was a couple dinosaurs in the background, right? The cover of it is the redheaded lady with like her black suit on and then some mm-hmm. scratches on a metal container. Oh my God, I'm scared. <laughs> it's so spooky. I love Dino Crisis. I thought this game was fucking great. I still think it's great. I couldn't do it. This should yeah. be Dino Crisis Remaster. Dude, I I really wish they would. It's such a strange game. Did they ever make a sequel? There was a Dino Crisis 2, but it also came out on the PlayStation. Wow. Ancient technology. My first one. Number five for me. Number five. Five, five, five. It is in a similar Capcom vein, in fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in Resident Evil 2 for PlayStation of 1998. Nemesis just fucking slinking around, kicking my ass when I was like eight years old was so spooky oh my slinking around just kind of waiting you never know when he's gonna show up you can hear him in other rooms just saying stars spooking you out getting real scary oh man yeah i was not able to handle this like i played i played one i think and two like around the same time with uh, my brother who was like 14 years older than i am so he was totally chilling on all this stuff not worried Mm -hmm. about it but i was like eight or nine years old in this game was very scary to me Mm -hmm. zombies were spooky nemesis was deeply deeply spooky just mm-hmm. this big man who's like stalking you and like is just he kills Doesn't you say so anything. fast. He's just he's just, just there. murmuring stars and trying to get you. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Stars. Like, I remember the very vividly my brother and I playing this game and I heard something from the laundry room and, and convinced it was a zombie. Absolutely convinced. <laughs> and I like asked him, I made him pause the game and I was like, what was that? And like tried to make him listen and being an older brother he was like you want to go check it out and like pulls like just like a, an attempt at a weapon like pulls his playstation one controller up like we're about to go get somebody yeah and i was like no 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 no, we can't go like we're gonna get bit by zombies he's gonna be out there was it just like 80 or one making him wrecking a ruckus in there i'm sure it was just my dad like wandering around my house or something <laughs> who oddly enough my dad sounds a very similar his boot step is very similar to what uh, nemesis sounded like just <laughs> big heavy stomps wandering around the house so i was oh yeah, this, man this game is quite spooky for me that's pretty funny not nearly as scary after having played uh, the remake last or this year mm. not not as not as scary i think also because i was a little boy but uh yeah you're a, a man grown now yeah not scared of you anymore uh, nemesis go. so that was mm-hmm. uh 
Yeah, that's my number five. You can't hurt me anymore. No, dude, I got a big old gun now. There you go. I have fine motor skills that allow me to beat a video game. Um, what's your number four, David? Okay, my number four is the Resident Evil 7 demo. Resident Oh, the, the like biohazard Resident Evil one? Yeah, the first person one. Wow, okay. I had I got the demo. Yeah. So I was like, let's try this out. And I was playing it with a bunch of my friends in grad school. Mm-hmm. And they saw that I had it downloaded there. I'm just, they're just like, oh, we should play it back because it's scary. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay, I guess I'll play <laughs> and you guys watch. Yeah. And it was so scary. There's something about scary games. It is the scariest medium for me of entertainment yeah well you have like some level of control right like you conceptually are able to influence how scary something is yeah and it's so deeply scary yeah yeah it's it's your choices and i remember the the worst part was having to go down into the basement area and like Mm -hmm. solve some some puzzle down there and there Mm -hmm. was just a dude hanging out down there (laughs) And you just, there's no way to kill him. You just yeah. had to do it quick and run away from him. And then like frantically just run up the stairs and lock <laughs> the door behind you. And that triggered something from my childhood of always <laughs> having that be a fear of having to run yeah. a- up a stairway from the basement and close the door behind me as something something's was chasing me. That was such a <laughs> distinctly primal feeling that they tapped into and exploited so well. They did, yeah. That game is really good about that. Yeah, they're, 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 that house is so spooky. I'm going to have to play that game, the whole thing, one day. But Yeah, I got... I don't I know played, if, I have, if I have the, the power. <laughs> I tried to probably like a year after that came out. Again, this I feel like that came out when I was like right out of uh, college, which was just such a stressful time for me trying to like find jobs. And so video games definitely got put on the back burner. And mm-hmm. especially games that were like challenging as far as like scary video games and so i like didn't put as much into it as i think i would now but it's on game pass right now so i may need to get up in there you can play it in vr oh no fucking thank you (laughs) i can probably do this on a monitor i cannot handle that big dad come on dude through the windows or the the walls and stuff no way i'm not playing this game in vr not a fucking chance come on you a big gamer or you a boy gamer (laughs) if that's what being a big gamer is i am not a big gamer that's fair that's very fair yeah that's a good one that game is deeply deeply frightening very scary game okay my fourth most spooky moment in games let's hear it so it comes from a game called parasite eve Mm -hmm. which was on the playstation one and uh, this game was quite spooky to me as a young child it has a lot of like body horror stuff that goes on in it where like you know like rats will turn themselves like inside out into like monsters and shit like that and there's a lot of like flesh rending and stuff like that yeah it's pretty pretty spooky especially on playstation one i don't know why that stuff is quite so frightening to me but like (laughs) the fact that it looks like in cutscenes, okay Mm -hmm. and then in like the real game it's like just sort of this polygonal mess like lasagna or something yeah it doesn't look great i don't know why that's like particularly scary to me really Um, it's It's like more frightening to you it's a kind of yeah it's like unsettling in a certain way it's Mm -hmm. like approaching like uncanny valley stuff but definitely not there yet it definitely doesn't look real uh-huh. so it's like this kind of like imitation of the real world of like people that definitely look like dolls being mangled or something Ooh. like that like oh, it's God. just it's rough anyway so there's a lot of stuff that happens in there but the one that uh stands out to me is this scene where the protagonist aya brea she shows up to i think it's like central park she's like going to try and stop the main antagonist from wrecking more havoc 
Mm-hmm. And she shows up to Central Park where there's supposed to be this like show happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all these people that are there. And the main antagonist, like, as the game explains, it turns their mitochondria against them and essentially like what? melts their bodies. Yeah, it's fucking what? wild. My, the like, powerhouse of the, bo- of the cell? <laughs> of the, the cell, mitochondria? yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of weird explanations for stuff in this game and that being kind of one of the main ones. But the effect being that the people who are in attendance um, essentially just turn into this like human goo like in the first x-men movie where that senator turns into water goo i think so yeah it's like kind of a fleshy pink glue goo that they turn into gross and it was just like as a kid terrifying because like again all the body horror stuff usually kind of gets me on a certain level but Mm -hmm. these people just showing up to something and then getting turned into like this monstrous horrendous figure was it's a little spooky it's it's Mm -hmm. some fucked up monster stuff that sounds like some fucked up monster stuff Oh, yeah. the That whole game reminds me a lot of, like, Akira in the way that, like, this kind of normal time and place turns into this very, like, otherworldly body horror thing. Uh-huh. You, you remember in the end of Akira when, what's his name, Tetsuo? Is that the fucking bad dude? I've never seen Akira. Well, at the end of Akira, um, <laughs> Tetsuo's going crazy, and um, he, like, gets all these uh, superpowers, essentially, and he's just, like, ripping the scientists apart. Whoa. Like, he goes into a room... And they're like, oh, we have to stop them. And then they just like blow up into like just a a, a spray of blood. Dope. And it, yeah, it's it's scary like that. That mm-hmm. like there were there are many normal people here one moment and then next they are goo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I still quite like uh, Parasite Eve. It was hard for me to pick one spot in that game that was yeah. the most spooky, but no, it's in there. Pre- that's pretty good. What's your third most spooky moment in gaming? My third most spooky moment in a game yeah is the bathroom in pt i was wondering when pt was going to show up on your list that game is so spooky it's fucked it's fucked it's so messed up and it's isn't it just like a demo isn't that what it was or was that like an actual game it was it was marketed as a demo for uh, a longer game but Uh that game never came out so for all intents and purposes that is the game yeah that was a spooky game that was oh a God, really dude. scary game and that bathroom in particular was horrendous horrid so bad yeah I'll, I'll spoil mine a little bit. That's my, that's my second spookiest thing on my list here is PT. PT? Um, is it the bathroom in particular or something else? I've written down moments in games for all the other ones. I quoted uh-huh. myself, or I said here, the whole fucking game is what I said yeah, for PT. I, I, I wrote down thing. all of PT. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only what, like an hour, an hour and a half maybe? Like it's it doesn't long, take you that long. But it's a, is it a roguelike horror game? I don't know. I don't remember like the death state. And I think that was on purpose. Like it's not they, so they, much death state. You just keep on going through the same hallway again. So you don't I think so. die, but you do kind of replay the level repeatedly. Yeah, and like I think that was kind of to the the benefit of the game that it was like the fail state and the success state were fairly ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Like you're never really sure. Like, am I done with this fucking game yet? Like, yep. how do I get out of here? How do I stop these horrors? You just you you don't know. You, you just got to keep on living through it, which is kind of how it would be like in a real haunting. Right? Yeah. It's just like, how yeah. do I make this stop? Not to mention you're just like painstakingly slow speed in the game. Yeah. You cannot walk very fast. And mm-hmm. so like as you're turning the corner from like the first hallway into the other one, you're like, oh, something fucked is going to be there. Yeah. The, the turning is so slow it's down the so hallways. Slow. And then all the spooky sounds that happen. And every it's every awful. time you go down the hallway, something else is different. But you can't remember yeah. if it was different. It's just like little subtle things that just yeah. mess with your mind. In, in thinking about horror games a lot, I feel like co- playing with continuity is such an advantage that games have 
mm-hmm. over like all other horror mediums because like you as the player are constantly trying to take note of your surroundings and be like okay i'm gonna map out where things are and like even subconsciously right like if you're just trying to be like okay i took a left here and then a right there and then i went in this room blah blah it mm-hmm. fucks with all that stuff like it does, yeah. things are a little bit different and it sort of puts you on edge and stresses you out of like wait that i thought like didn't i have to do this like this thing wasn't there last time or was it i don't know like mm-hmm. it's it's stressful and so it, it yeah, makes it's real stressful <laughs> oh man when games start messing with me, with me like that that's where i just start losing it like i can't <laughs> yeah. deal i can't deal with it it was it was a good one i i had played that with a group of friends i think my what was that my my senior year of college i think and we had played it like with our whole house. So there was like six dudes crowding around watching this. Oh yeah. And like we, it was weird. The effect it had on these guys, like people mm-hmm. were just going nuts. Like one of the guys, like during the like baby crying thing oh, in the, the in the I sink got... or whatever. Yeah. He like got up and left. He's like, I can't, I can't hear this. I can't hear this. And like, <laughs> just like dipped other people are like laughing and like other ones are like, dude, can we like turn the lights on or something like that? Like they Damn. turned a group of full grown dudes into like just tiny little babies who didn't know how to handle horror games I definitely, myself included yeah i definitely played this with a group of, of friends as well i think yeah back at the the bro pad at d street oh yeah the good days yeah. uh yeah it was a very similar experience everybody had a different way of dealing with it which was interesting to see yeah <laughs> people deal it, with stress and anxiety it's wild because usually that doesn't happen in games right like mm-hmm. the most you see is somebody getting like frustrated or angry or something at a, at a video game usually rarely is it like genuine fear and stress that forces people to move in a certain way so mm-hmm. oh man mm-hmm. pretty rough yeah so pt shouts out pt shouts out let me tell you about my third one because i already told you about my fourth one and my and your second <laughs> And my second, yeah, my, my numbering system here is a little off. <laughs> Third one is uh, there was this game that came out in 2000 called Fear Effect. Oh, I think I remember this one. It was this game for PlayStation 1 that came on four fucking discs. It was a gigantic video game. Four discs. It wasn't even that long, but it was just, I think there was a lot of assets in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole game is like definitely, it's like kind of supernatural and like plays with people dying a little bit, but no more than, you know, any other action movie, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little bit spooky, but nothing horrible. I think I was, I was probably 10 when I was playing this. So like ghosts probably aren't kicking my ass too hard anymore, but still like, you know, I'm trying to keep my head on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Something that uh, the game played with really well, though, was how vulnerable you are. Sure. Like, I, do, I don't remember there being a lot of, like, health regeneration points. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. really have to be careful with those because if you die, you have to go back to a save spot. And so, like, it's almost from softy in a certain way that, like, your health is very, very limited. And so uh-huh. I think it played more on, like, you need to approach certain situations certain way and like save pretty frequently Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but uh anyway that's all kind of tangential because about halfway through the game you're playing as this guy called royce glass or glass i can't remember if it's two s's or one Mm -hmm. um and he's like wandering through and you just beat a boss and like he's kind of like this tough cop guy and the dude who you're looking for in this train isn't where you think he is like you you get into this room and you think he's gonna be in there and he isn't Mm -hmm. anyway he's coming out of this room and like the door is open he's just kind of like walking out like he just you know beat somebody up and he like moves in a certain way and you as the player can see that there's somebody behind the door and it's the guy who you've been looking for this whole time and he like Uh takes a sword and like cuts royce glass's arm off like at the elbow oh again the game isn't realistic it's like mostly cell shaded and cartoony so Uh it's not particularly like graphic yeah even in hindsight but for whatever reason like the the 
either the state the game put me in of vulnerability and like just the the terror of having your arm removed yeah i i couldn't sleep for days like just i i like the sound of this once very tough cop writhing around on the ground after having his arm cut off uh, yeah exactly that's always was, that's always an awful awful oof. moment in like any sort of medium yeah. where they show someone who's like tough as nails like doesn't give a shit about anything like just always wins like convincingly <laughs> just getting destroyed and like yeah. screaming in pain always messes not great with you. Not yeah. great. So yeah, that was I. It's hard for me to exactly put my finger on what was so terrifying about that. But I watched it like a couple of days ago, and like my heart rate started increasing when I knew that it was coming. <laughs> You're like, oh my god. Yeah, and like even even in hindsight, or even like watching it again, it's again, it's not particularly graphic. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's a cartoon from like PS One. Yeah. So it's it's just not that detailed, but it's very triggering for you. I don't. Yeah, I guess I don't know what that what that deal is, but. I think just as like a kid, the idea of like limbs being cut off was like too much for me. It was too too spooky. Yeah, that's a so. scary. That's a scary thing to think about as a kid. Yeah, especially when a tough as nails cop who was probably you know akin to a father figure in the game. I would assume. I guess. Yeah. Kind of gets gets murked hard. Yeah. So that was, that was a weird one, but that's that's my number three. Anyway, if you haven't heard of Fear Effect, go look it up. It's an interesting game. Is it my number? Is my number two now? This is your this is your second spot. This was PT for me, but now it's now it's just uh, whatever you got in second place for spookiest thing in a game. Resident Evil Four. Yes, I kind of figured this would show up on your list. Oh, most definitely. When you have to fight those uh, shambly dudes, the dudes who yeah. you have to <laughs> scope with the special yep. scope and shoot their weak point as they just shuffle towards you. <laughs> It's too much. I have never been so scared and anxious. <laughs> oh my god. That is that was so messed up. That was so messed up. It was actually to the point I was playing that game. That game came out when I think we were in high school, right? Maybe like middle schoolish, but somewhere middle school or high school, yeah. And I was home by myself when I played that section. Oh god. No, I was home this my it was me and my sister, so our parents were gone. Right. <laughs> I had to stop playing, pause it, and then just like take a bunch of deep breaths. And I was just like, are you okay? I'm just like, it's just really scary. The game is quite scary. This is just a really scary part. <laughs> and she's like, can't be that bad. And then she watches. She's like, oh my God, this is it's so quite scary. Bad. <laughs> this is so scary. So there's that part. And there's also the part where there's that hallway where you're getting stalked by that invisible monster. Oh yeah, quite, quite bad. That part was also really scary. It's it's weird because after you played it once or twice and you kind of know how to get around those dudes, it's not quite as terrifying. But the first time you're coming up on it, you're like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. I don't know what this guy's going to do. If mm-hmm. I remember correctly, mm-hmm. the guy that you had to scope to kill, he'd like be across the room and shoot out his arms and like grab you from really far away. Yeah. And it was sort of unclear when that was going to happen. And so uh-huh. the terror of like, I don't know if I'm being fast enough. Like, am I going to be quick enough to actually get this guy? Yeah. He was just not zombie to- doll sim all of a sudden. Yeah. And not to mention, uh, they don't give you that scope before you run into those guys. It no. comes after. You just got to run away from the whole time. Yeah. And or then like, you get it like halfway through and you have to like <laughs> walk by a bunch of them who are just chilling <laughs> and just like tiptoe behind them to grab the scope. And you're just like, oh my God, it's so, so <laughs> nerve wracking. Don't they make up a, a fucked up sound too? They do, but I cannot remember. You're going to, you're going to trigger something inside of me when you play this sound. This sounds like a pug. He does. I remember wasting a lot of bullets on these dudes. Oh, yeah. How do I kill it? And bullets were short supply in this game. (laughs) It's horrible. It's very bad. I'm going to have to clip some of that uh, breathing sound and put it in here. (laughs) 
Resident Evil is very interesting to me because like like some of it is scary and some of it isn't, and like for very different reasons a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like a lot of the the scariness in the beginning of the game from like the villagers isn't necessarily that they themselves are very scary. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that there's like a lot of them and you're kind of not really sure where they're going to come from. Yeah. Or the the same thing with like the dude with the chainsaw who's like, I don't know, he's not that hard to kill, but if he catches you, it's very bad. Like, I think you just die immediately. You do. You, it's and, one shot and you get, you die gruesomely. Yeah. And it's pretty brutal. So like mm-hmm. you don't, you don't want to get caught. And so yeah. it's very much like I need to run away from this guy very quickly. Yeah. You need to just gtfo as fast as you can yeah that's my that's my number two okay well pt was my number two do you want to do your number one spookiest moment my number one scariest (laughs) moment is chance time (laughs) i knew it i knew it was gonna be a joke (laughs) anytime chance time comes in a mario party game yeah it is the scariest thing your life is on the fucking line my life is on the line my friendships are on the line truly (laughs) Am I the one who's going to get screwed over? Am I going to screw someone else over? Or am I just going to be a spectator seeing this trauma play out? Either way. <laughs> none of it's good. None of it is good. More so when DK is the winner. Oh, yeah. That is truly the scariest of all timelines. When Danky Kang takes the crown, baby. For no good reason. <laughs> Danky Kang. God. <laughs> but truly, I, I, nothing gets me as anxious it's it's pretty terrifying the whole the whole experience is bad uh-huh. um the shriek of chance time that they say can you do, can is, you do it chance time <laughs> see if that was at all close shivers go down my back yeah it's not great uh yeah no chance time is horrifying it's very very scary yeah it's as close as i can possibly get to russian roulette without actually playing russian roulette Pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. It's, it's, it's... Russian roulette for kids. For kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's horrible. The, I feel like some of my greatest triumphs and my greatest losses have certainly been behind the the, uh, the guiding hand of chance time. The invisible hand of chance time <laughs> guiding the capitalist market of Mario Party. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. No, that's a good one. That's a good number one. That's it. And say no joke, Chase. That was no joke. That was all facts. Okay. It is not a traditionally scary thing, but it is quite terrifying. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. terrifying in that, like, watching the news is scarier than watching a scary movie, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's reality. The purge is not nearly as terrifying as, like, news at six o'clock every day. It was yeah, not as terrifying as the presidential debate. Would you like to hear my number one? I'm ready. Spookiest moment. Let's hear it. It comes in the game Silent Hill 1. Okay. Um, it is near the beginning of the game. I think the internet has dubbed this the alleyway scene. The alleyway scene. Okay. So essentially what happens for the for the folks listening, essentially what happens is it's right in the beginning and you're not really sure like what's happening in Silent Hill yet. You've been given very little information other than the fact that you are looking for your daughter. Mm-hmm. And so you're like wandering around like this kind of foggy looking suburban setting. Um, And you think you see maybe like a spooky little girl that kind of might be your daughter, maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, she eventually leads you down to like this alleyway. And if you wanted to, you can go into, I think, other alleyways and they're kind of just normal. But um, you go into this one and it immediately is like, hey, there's some like blood and gore on the ground. And that's a little frightening, but you got to get like your girls back here, maybe. So you got to follow her down. And the what essentially happens is the the alleyway just keeps getting more and more deeply fucked up as you get farther down. Mm -hmm. And like it starts playing with like camera angles and shit like that, which hasn't like 
that isn't really done in PlayStation one video games. Like mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you're coming at the camera at some point and it like pans up and out like to look at you from below and then like twists and like comes down like through your back kind of and it gets like darker and darker and darker until you're like in next to this like fence with this like disemboweled body and like there's this horrifying music playing in the background oh god and uh the dude's like what is going on here Mm -hmm. and then there's like these little like childish monsters that spawn and start attacking you and again you haven't been given any indication about like combat or fighting or anything Mm -hmm. and so you can try and run or you can try and fight if you want to but none of it's gonna work like it's you're supposed to die right there uh and then you uh supposedly wake up after that having had a dream Mm. but it is a very good intro to silent hill which is like it's an indication that hey some fucked up stuff is going to happen to you in this game and you're mostly powerless to it yeah this is your last chance to bail on this game be ready for more of this yeah so that was quite terrifying again that came out in 1999 i I remember playing this with my dad and Mm. he was like oh it was a little spooky and i was like dad i am in hell right now (laughs) this is so scary i have been transported to hell father with that yeah it's it's quite spooky a weird thing that I noticed about almost all of these games is that they came out within a two-year span, from 1998 until 2000, Whoa. with the barring the exception of PT. Mm-hmm. And I think this may be why I like those like weird, spooky indie games now mm. f- that look like PlayStation 1 games. Sure. <laughs> because they make me feel a certain way. This that, like All of this is reminiscent of very, very scary games that I've played in the past. Sure, sure. But yeah, weird, weird observation. It kind of just leads me to think that like, Maybe I was just more susceptible to terror as a child. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, a, a lot of the games that are, like, the scariest that I've seen, like, with, with the exception of maybe PT, like, Alien Isolation was on a lot of lists for people. That wasn't too bad. It was, it was scary, yeah. but, like, not, not like, Silent Hill intro scary. Mm-hmm. Not, like, mentally and emotionally terrifying. Like, it was just like, ah, it's a fucking alien. Yeah. Like, run away. Yeah. I mean, you're, it's just, then that time of your life, you're just much more impressionable to that kind of stuff. It just sticks with you. Yeah, very much. Yeah. I have, I asked a couple of people who listened to the show what their spookiest moments were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got a couple of pretty good ones, actually. All right, let's hear them. So let's see. First one I got from Brian was in Majora's Mask, like, most of that game felt pretty spooky and i sort of agree with him that like especially uh clock town in general is just like everybody's just kind of like living their life despite the fact that there's like a gigantic moon falling on top of their town (laughs) they're chill with it they're fine yeah he said it felt pretty david lynchy that like everybody is just like hello i'm from town place and like the apocalypse is tomorrow oh well just like the 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 actions of the people in the town are almost somehow like scarier than the uh the actual terrifying thing that they happening. just they just don't care that the world is ending they seem to not act like humans which is very scary in itself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not to mention like do you remember the uh the cutscene that would play whenever link would put on a mask in that game when he would like scream scream he would yeah. literally scream and there would be like a crunching sound when there'd be like yeah a... yeah uh, like, oh. And yeah. then he's just like a Deku kid, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm good. But yeah, no, the the that whole that whole game definitely is very spooky. So I agree with him there. That's true. That is a a, a uh, under the radar scary game. Yeah, got one from Drew who said that playing through Doom Three on his dad's computer was quite horrifying. Ooh, Doom Three, classic. Yeah, Doom Three, I definitely feel like was a a, a pretty spooky game in general. They definitely f- leaned on the horror aspect of it in that one. Definitely, they had the flashlight. That was the big thing, wasn't it? Yeah, you like couldn't hold a flashlight and a gun at the same time, so you had to like <laughs> so see the bad up. guy. So wild. 
such a bold decision. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's pretty bold. So like you couldn't you couldn't shoot and see at the same time. So like mm-hmm. you kind of just had to see like the shadows after. Just got to guess. Yeah, not not great. Mm-hmm. Um, especially I I, f- I remember too at the time it looking very good. So like it was scary on that level too of like these are pretty realistic monsters it had pretty good graphics for back in the day yeah yeah had another one from uh brian who mentioned amnesia the dark descent being Mm. very spooky which i definitely agree with yeah that was on my list i I told you i had a a a recurring theme amongst my games too Uh and that was on the list of of recurring themes and that it's those the scary the only scary parts i remember from the beginning of the game because i didn't finish the game yeah, I like yeah. I, do, I do like the first level i'm just like no it's like that i think i'm good yeah dead space the resident evil 7 demo yep yeah so that amnesia's amnesia's messed up that's a scary it was game. definitely like top tier horror for a second there like people were really talking about it it's like this is a very scary game yeah no i, I remember i that was another one i i played with the bros because we went through a scary game phase where it was like that yeah. and slender and pt oh, and slender bro oh what is it outlast outlast yeah outlast is pretty messed up i saw that on a lot of people's lists for spookiest game mm-hmm. yeah i think brian had mentioned the same thing that he had played amnesia with a group of folks mm-hmm. which is i've noticed that in talking about this we've talked a couple times about like while well, i was playing this one with friends because it's like hey everybody come get scared in here yeah it makes it a little bit easier i feel like playing horror games on your own is like that's a that's a somewhat brave... masochistic yeah it's a brave person's endeavor but i am not one of those like if it's a really scary game like Mm. you wouldn't play resident evil 7 and vr while you're at home alone with the with the lights off would you i wouldn't play with the lights on and 100 people around me i could not handle that game (laughs) oh my god Uh, i asked our good friend jazz about uh, what mm -hmm. the spookiest game he played was and i got no explanation except a video of aliens for commodore 64 like a playthrough of it Interesting. So I'm I like assuming that. that that is his spookiest game, but again, I have no context. <laughs> Video <laughs> speaks for itself. Please. <laughs> I mean, it it was quite a uh, basic looking video game, but I think the same rule probably applies that he was about the same age that I was when I was being scared by video games. Yeah. That he played this one and was terrified of it. There you go. Lastly, we have the Garen shout out of the week. Garen mentioned that uh, Dead Hand from uh, the Spirit Temple in Ocarina of Time was his spookiest gaming moment. Gotcha. Which, uh, let me, do you know what this dude looks like? I'm drawing a blank. This dude. It's like an optional boss in Ocarina of Time. I don't think I ever played him if he's an optional boss. I must have skipped over that part. I think when I first played through it, I didn't run into him. So I was kind of glad because this does look quite terrifying. Oh, God. Yeah. It's pretty scary. I do remember yeah. his head twitching around. Let's see if we and can And he grabs your head with his arms? Like that are uh, disembodied from him surrounding you? That's pretty scary. There's there's a couple of things in Ocarina that are not very fun to play through. Any really any of the zombies in Ocarina always kind of gave me a good that, little spook. Yeah, that first zombie you run into in Ocarina when you fall down in the the graveyard area. Yeah, it's pretty pretty spooky. So yeah, Garen Garen was not a big fan of that one, which I agree with. Quite scary indeed. That's real. Anyway, so if we missed one of your spookiest moments, let mm-hmm. us know. Talk to us on Twitter or email us or text us because a lot of you have our phone numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, tell us what you think. I uh, I love a good spooky game. It's good shit. It is good. There's something about it. Just gets you gets you in a different way. Ah, David, we are on spooky Twitter. Spooky Twitter. 
which is the name of the website Twitter that I've given it for the month of October. So what's how do you get to spooky Twitter? Do you have to have a password? Is it bones? <laughs> you have to put a pumpkin on your head. Ooh, okay. Say the phrase, bones are spooky. And then spooky Twitter shows up on your phone. It's like an app. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's like a persona, I guess. Spooky Twitter. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the same thing. It just has like a dark vibe to it. Yeah, so. and the O's and spooky are actually zeros. <laughs> and sometimes they have little arms, spooky ghost arms spooky coming out. Spooky ghost arms. Uh, so yeah, go hit us up there if you're trying to chat, if you're trying to tell mm-hmm. us about your spookiest moments in video games. If you want to give a review to the show to help us out, that would be a great, great service that you do to us we if you appreciate like us it greatly and, and, and you want to can keep us doing it that's that's a great way to get the word out to keep uh showing it to other people we're mm-hmm. uh going up on what is it, a thousand downloads so we're gonna um getting getting Whoa. up there spreading the word all right big fans um so yeah if you want to do that that would uh help us out a lot mm-hmm. and we would love you so yeah greatly with that david do you have any gaming wisdom for this week yeah you could do it i think nothing right now okay that's why i got nothing we're about to reverse it on them i will do it this week a remix uh like a vampire though you do have to invite me in i invite you to do video game wisdom for the week chase my video game wisdom this week don't go to silent hill no matter how tight it sounds no matter how many of your ex-wives are there or your daughters or your potential uh friends or lovers Mm mm-hmm I would just probably not go. I think people keep going and it keeps turning out very badly. Mm -hmm. So if I had to offer some advice, it would be to not, not go to silent Hill, go Mm -hmm. to loud Hill. Loud Hill is probably pretty tight. Loud Valley. Loud Valley is so fucking cool. (laughs) No ghosts, no monsters, no uh, representations of your moral or psychological issues Uh that manifest into the physical realm. None of that. It's sunny all year round never yeah, cloud no, in the sky the sun never sets before seven mm-hmm. so there's plenty of it they don't have daylight savings time so it is truly paradise oh like <laughs> didn't know you felt so strongly about that chase bro wait i can't remember which one it is but fuck whatever savings time or non-savings time is the one that makes it get dark at 4 30 i don't like that one at all <laughs> it's coming up i don't like it it is it is oh you're right it is coming up can November we just skip 1st. it for 2020 <laughs> Dude, yeah, please. I would love. We're not doing that this year for 2020. (laughs) It's canceled. Daylight savings time is canceled. (laughs) We're all going to move to Loud Valley and start over. Let Loud Valley solve your problems. It's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place with beautiful people. Mm -hmm. And when you go there, Baldur's Gate is currently released. And so is Cyberpunk. God, those two games between them, that's like probably like, what, 400 hours of content, I would assume? Probably. It's a lot of gaping. (laughs) Well, see you next week. Gate Punk. (laughs) 